Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with PM Fox, by Thursday. Voters in the U.K. will be going to the polls to vote whether or not they should stay or leave the European Union. The Brexit vote is upon us. Our next guest says that even if the vote is to stay and the polls are leaning in that uh, direction, Pim, as you well know, there could be big moves in currency markets as investors adjust to that. Yes, we'll also be talking about potential for importing inflation into the United Kingdom if indeed the uh, UK voters uh, decide to leave the European Union. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pell in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing. Stocks are surging. S&P 500 index up the most in four weeks after the latest polls show the UK campaign to remain in the European Union is gaining ground ahead of Thursday's referendum. And of course, between now and Thursday and Friday, when we find out for sure, when we get reaction, count on Bloomberg for complete ongoing coverage. Oil is advancing today, extending its advance from a one-month low last week. Equities rose. The dollar slipped on speculation. The UK will vote to remain in the EU. Scott Bauer is senior market strategist at Trading Advantage. The oversupply is is kind of gone. There's a balance now between supply and demand, which is what we want to see. And and that's what it's been shifting to. And that's why we've seen oil, you know, rally certainly off the lows that we saw in the mid-20s, but really rally off the last, you know, month or so. And and we're seeing high demand. And the prediction is now for high demand going into third and fourth quarters of this year. And right now, West Texas Intermediate Crude, it is up $1.35, 4933 on WTI, a gain there of 2.8%. Jaguar, Land Rover, and Diageo have joined a growing number of companies warning employees of the risks of a withdrawal by the U.K. from the European Union. Dow Industrials up 179, a gain there of 1%. S&P up 18, a gain of 9 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 58, a gain of 1.2%. The tenure down 18 30 seconds at yield 1.66%. And gold is down two tenths of 1%. Now, the other stories making news. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Rainey Innocencio. The FBI has released the transcripts from 911 calls between the Orlando nightclub shooter and police. U.S. Attorney Lee Bentley applauded the officers for how they handled the standoff. The brave men and women of the Orlando Police Department, the Orange County Sheriff's Office, the FBI and others should not be second-guessed. They performed valiantly during those early morning hours. Lives were saved because of their heroic work. There's a shakeup today in the Donald Trump campaign. Trump has fired his hard-charging campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. He's clashed with longtime political operatives who were brought in to make the campaign more professional. Parts of Southern California saw record highs yesterday, and temperatures are expected to climb even higher today. Jasmine Castillo changed her plans to avoid the heat. Usually, on a typical weekend, I'll be on a long hike. Can't really do that, so staying out of the the wilderness for a little bit, just trying to stay by the beach. And an experimental vaccine for the Zika virus is due to begin human testing in coming weeks. Inovio Pharmaceuticals says it received clearance from the FDA to begin early-stage safety tests of its DNA-based vaccine against the mosquito-borne virus. 
And the program director of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey has received an honorary title from Queen Elizabeth. Glenn Guzzi is now an honorary member of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire for Public Service. The Journal News says the New Yorker has been taking members of the royal family on tours of the World Trade Center site for 15 years. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. Charlie. And we thank you. And again, recapping, equities advancing S&P 500 index, climbing 19 points to 2,090, a gain of nine-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. The Brexit Vote. Coverage continues now on Bloomberg Radio. Just underscoring how focused global markets are on the Brexit vote on Thursday. The pound jumping the most today since 2008, spurring a global rally in higher-yielding currencies as the latest polls are signaling that the campaign for the U.K. to stay in the European Union is gaining momentum. Joining us now here in our New York studio is Stephen Casey, FX trader and senior market analyst at Cambridge Global Payments. Cambridge is the biggest privately owned corporate provider of foreign exchange services in the world, part of the burgeoning non-bank market. He spent many years in London trading currencies, now back in New York the last few years to work for Cambridge. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me. So you worked in London. You must still have a lot of buddies on FX trading desks over there. What are people saying, not only about the vote, but citizens, Londoners? Well, how are they voting? It's funny. I mean, like the polls, um, it's split. I've got some friends who think that it's a foregone conclusion. I've got some friends who think that it will never happen. So uh, I guess um, the polls kind of match what my inner circle um, believes as well concerning uh, the Brexit. We'll have to wait and see. Stephen, do you think that investors are really prepared? Have they put in place any policies or any strategy that would foretell what would happen to their investments if the U.K. decides to leave? Um, well, I can only speak for our clients. I don't think that's the case. I mean, we've done a good job, I think, of preparing um, our corporate clients over the last few weeks and months of this situation as it sort of loomed over the markets. Um, we're trying to make sure everyone's kind of prepared for the worst but planning for the best. Um, I think the volatility that we've seen over the last few weeks really speaks to how nervous the market is either way on how this will play out. Well, I think it's interesting. In a rec- you, you point out uh, to us in, in a note you sent over that uh, the building of positions, currency positions from bulls and bears, suggest while pound bulls may be regaining the upper hand, the uncertain nature of the vote will pave the way for large and illiquid moves once the votes have been tallied. I think that's really important. I think a lot of people figure if they vote to stay, ah, oh, forget about Friday. Mm-hmm. But Friday, even late Thursday, this could unleash a lot of turmoil in currency markets. Absolutely. And you have to wonder about the uh, the time of the year. It's the summer. Markets have thinned out a little bit. Desks are half-staffed. So even if without the Brexit, we would see a little bit ramp up in, in, uh, in volatility. So um, despite what happens on Thursday, we should see um, a little bit of a, a follow-through uh, into early next week on either side. What is the thinking about the strength or weakness of the U.S. dollar? Well, the dollar's kind of had a funny run, and I think it's going to be um, sort of a choppy trade through the summer. You have to remember it's an election year, so we've got many different things in play. Um, I know that uh, Chairman Yellen will be addressing Congress tomorrow and Wednesday, and I, I expect her to maintain a, a consistent statement for, with what um, the Fed came out with last week. I don't think she's going to try to rock the boat. Um, 
My, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, my, my thought process is that over the next few weeks, once we do get the Brexit out of the way, um, if we do see markets stabilize a little bit, we do see oil continue to recover, maybe that should pave the way for the Fed to uh, begin to get comfortable with maybe a move in September, and that way we could see the dollar catch a bid tone towards the end of the summer. Good point. They, they want to let the dust settle. But what what could she say tomorrow that would rock the boat? Jim Bullard, President of St. Louis, Fed rocked the boat a bit on Friday when he revealed that he is the forecast for only one rate increase, not mm-hmm. only this year, but for the next two years. Uh, will Janet Yellen, do you think, be – would you like to hear her weigh on on that? What could she say or about policy tomorrow that would cause you to buy or sell some currencies? Well, I think if she made any direct statements to the next meeting in July, if she got specific with July or September, I think that could cause for some volatility in the short term. Um, that's why I think she's going to be more vague with her statement. I think she's going to try to be very consistent with uh, with what the committee came out with last week and try to avoid locking down um, the Fed with anything – um, concrete over uh, the next two meetings. She's going to want to leave it open. Leave it open. What about the Bank of England? You think they're leaving it open? You think there's a possibility that Mark Carney, the Bank of England, will raise rates before the Federal Reserve raises rates? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that's all. I, I like Mark Carney. He did, a, he did an excellent job with the Bank of um, with the Bank of Canada, and so far he steered the ship in England very well. Um, right now, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for um, for for the Brits to kind of see how this Brexit either way kind of sifts through. And I think inaction is probably the best action. So you talk, you, corporate clients, what kind of corporate clients do you have and what is their, what is their fear? What is their hope in all of this? Well, their fear is, well, their hope is probably for a little bit of uh, a non-event. I mean, most of our clients here in the U.S. are buyers of FX. They're buyers of euros, buyers of sterling, and they're hedging that direction. So, um, you know, I was just reading the op-ed that Mohammed Alarian wrote this morning in Bloomberg, noting that we could see a seven to ten percent drop in sterling, maybe a three to five percent drop in the euro should the Brexit go through. I think that's their biggest fear. You know, over hedging or maybe putting themselves in a position to to miss that move where they're jumping in at 146 and and 112 in the euro. And then we're resetting midweek next week around 105 in the euro and maybe as low as 135 in the pound. So that's kind of their biggest fear. You don't share that fear at the moment. Right now, I don't think it's going to go through. Um, I didn't think it had a great shot of going through before what happened last week with with Joe Cox. I know that the sentiment has kind of shifted to back the Remain vote. Um, but, you know, if you look at his, these referendums historically, you're going to need to see that, that other side with about a 6 or 7% raise before we see the, uh, the vote go through. Thank you very much. No Stephen problem. Casey, Forex Trader, Senior Market Analyst, Cambridge Global Payments. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Benzo Bush Motor Car in Inglewood, New Jersey, offering commitment to service, luxury, and value with total transparency from America's premier automotive dealership. To find the way you drive at BenzoBush.com. 